listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Cherie. I'm your girl, Cherie Darien. What's up, Savannah? So happy to be back in the studio today, bringing you another amazing guest. But before we jump into that, let me jump into this and remind you that you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings Community Radio with Global Soul. And the viewpoints expressed in the following program are not necessarily that of WRUU, its staff, or its license holder. So you might be saying, What's up, Cherie? I'm saying, Hello, Savannah. I am bringing you someone very special, actually a family member. And I just learned that this guy is pretty amazing. He is an author. Jeffrey King, are you on the line with me? Yes, ma'am. I'm man. <laughs> What's up, oh, man? No, I'm chilling, chilling. <laughs> You're chilling, chilling. You're looking cool. Listen, I love when I saw that headshot of yours. That's a sharp picture, man. That's a yeah. sharp picture. <laughs> I, I try. Yeah, you did it. You did it. You scored big. Matt, how are you doing in this post-COVID environment? Are you doing okay? You taking care of yourself? Yes, ma'am. I'm well covered under the blood, you know. All right. I like to hear that. Yes, one day at a time. Yeah, that's all we can do. That's all we can do. You know, we have a choice every day, right? Either we're going to be positive or we're going to be negative. We're going to make some great impacts or we're going to make some trouble, right? And I'm not... I'm not into making any bad trouble. I'm into making right. some good trouble. I am into right. good trouble. So we're going to make some good trouble today. And we're going to talk about this new book that I am so delighted, so honored and privileged to have this conversation with you. The Ghetto Has Eyes Too. You, my dear, are the author of this book. For And I just want to say, wow, that's huge. Have yes, you always... Ma'am enjoyed writing what made you want to become an author first not we'll put the book on on hold for a moment but right. where did the where did the desire come from to actually be an author well it first started off and you know playing around with it in high school and middle school you write little poems and stuff to your girlfriend and stuff like that then <laughs> <laughs> you actually read it and you like wow and then, you know, being a hardhead in school, right? you know, the teachers, they're going, okay, let me see where his head is at. Me, me get him to stand up in front of the class and read his little, we used to have a little, like in Miss Blackshell class. Right. Over in Jasper County High School. But she was one of the best teachers. She, right. she, she broke me. Miss Blackshell. Yeah, Miss Blackshell. <laughs> yeah, she actually broke me out of that shell. Like, okay. I see behind all that, you know, playing hard and tough guy. We yes. see what his potential at. So, you know, we started writing in our journals and she starting to call on me out of everybody, stand up in front of the class and read what you wrote. Right. So from there, you know, and people looking like, wow. And the teacher was like, okay. 
So she started getting me to do it all the time. Got it. <laughs> and then at home, you know, I always had a little stuff to write. But I never thought, you know, sometimes we'll look down on ourselves and think we ain't good enough. Yes. You know? Yeah, you know, playing around with things that we never take serious, but it is actually the way out. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. From there, I just started writing, and uh, I had a little time on my hands, and I just say, you know, let's go for it. And I also read a a, a book by Russell Simmons that yeah. says, "Do you?" And I actually actually got my mindset ready, you know, because. I was like, you know, I need some kind of guideline or something to, to keep going because sometimes we could start and don't actually finish. So right, right, right. it was so kind of great. Good. Right. Great motivational book at that. Right. Russell you Simmons, do you? do you? Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, shout out to Russell Simmons. You know what? I found several things and I'm I will capture notes as we're having this interview. And I have already written a full page of notes just from the nuggets that you have already dropped in that few minutes we've been on. But I want to recap. I want to recap from your perspective. One, uh, I really want to highlight the fact that, first of all, we are African-Americans. You're an African-American male. And hearing an African-American male talk about writing sweet, sweetheart letters to the girls. (laughs) I think we can all identify with that. But also... Reading, journaling your thoughts, right? right. That's powerful. I think Very when, important. yeah, when you, when Miss Blackshear made you get up in front of the entire class, I think you blew your own mind as much as you blew your audience or your classmates' mind and even your teacher's mind. That right. the gift that you were really just sitting on, you had an opportunity <laughs> now to actually get in front of the class. That, my friend, is one of the greatest fears, the biggest fears that humanity has is public speaking. Right. But it sounds like you have faced your fears and have paid it forward by actually pinning an actual book. That's pretty amazing. And I didn't want to miss that. I want to celebrate with you in that I personally know you, obviously, family, but also as an entrepreneur as well. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. So it's just interesting the world that we are in right now and the fact that you had the foresight, the forethought to do something with your life, to be hungry enough to even explore or pick up a book, Do You, by Russell Simmons and just change your mindset. You said a word that I love, motivation, something motivational. You needed something, particularly where we live. And obviously we're South Carolinians. We live in rural South Carolina, in Jasper County, one of the poorest counties in the state, there's not a lot to do. So the first thing I wrote down on my page was rap. Do you believe rap is a form of expression? You started with the sweetheart letters, which is a form of expression. But I think for our community and our culture, rap is a language, it's a dialect, it's a form of communication. Uh, what what do you say about that? Do you agree? About rap, you know, with rap, you have a lot of people who come from poverty. So their way of expression is kind of different than most. You yeah. got some who do it for a hobby. Some people ain't had a choice because it was a way out. Like my favorites, Big and Pop, you know, they had a big impact on the world. 
for if they had the right, you know, guidance, yeah. they would have still been here today. You know, right. like if you were to actually lit that. Like, 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 just let's minus the thug act and listen to the words yes. of Tupac, you know, putting the eyes on reality, which really goes on how we get treated right. as the color of our skin. And Biggie, you know, he was right there along with him. So they was like neck to neck on what's really going on out here now. Yeah, yeah. Now, how others may look at it, they'll look at it as, okay. But without the proper guidance, yes, it's going to look that way. So my thing is to show people, you know, with guidance and motivation, the come out don't actually have to be rap all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can write a book, you could be an activist, you know, and Biggie and Pop was all that in one. They were. They were yeah, indeed. But, but I think the key to it was, do you really, you know, I think for us, even me, and I consider myself old because I have four adult children now, but for me, t- to this day, I still, the the beat of music resonates with me first than the word. And I think if we're honest, most people will say that. It's a nice beat to that, right? But mm-hmm. do we really take the time to hear, to listen to right. the lyrics? And what they're right. saying. So you are absolutely spot on to say that Tupac and Biggie, they all were activists, advocates. Yeah. You know, they were. Well, I ain't gonna forget about my boy Nas now. If you had listened <laughs> to Nas, oh man. Really? Minus, See, you know, I'm, the, I'm not a rap fan, so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Like minus the, you know, some some That's people right. express as yes, people express themselves differently. Right. With the words that they growed up around. It's right. not easy to, you know, okay, I'm going to wake up in the morning and I'm just going to stop cursing. Right. But you was brought up with this ever since a baby. This is all you knew. Language. Yeah. Right. Language. A, a second language. This is all you yep. knew. So how can we blame, you know? Now, I, I'm intrigued. I heard you say um, you basically honored God in the beginning, in the introduction. Yes. And yes. Are you a minister now? What 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 is the street saying about Jeff King yeah, right now? Actually, actually minister in training. Minister yeah. in training. That yeah. is phenomenal. Now tell this is what I mean by this is just a conversation. It could go any direction, right? right. It's not scripted, it's organic. And it's authentic. We're transparent, unashamed, and unapologetic in our truth. And I want you to feel comfortable just sharing whatever's on your heart, right? Wherever God is leading you. And I can say that affectionately to you. But yes, what brought about that change in your life? And then we're going to jump into the book. Okay. Change. Well, I got a lot of what I had going on inside of the book. You oh, know. do you? Good. Oh, so don't okay. give it all away. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so. You know, sometimes God has a way of putting his hands on you when he's when it's time for him to use you for his yeah. work. Right. You right. Know, by me growing up in the hood and being hood, you know, I know who I have to try to capture, mm-hmm. you know, like show them truth. Yeah. That some of the things that we were introduced to is all lies. Mm. You know, and the things that were set here to trap us as black males, you know, if we want to get 
more detail, like say like guns and drugs. You know, we ain't got no boat or no airplane to go get no guns and drugs and things of that nature. So but, how it's getting here, right? You know? Yeah. And growing up, you know, kids basically do what they see. You know, if they see this one selling drugs, okay, I see him with the money, the, the cars, the clothes, I'm gonna do this so I can get that too. Yeah. You know, and that also comes with the proper guidance, you know. We yeah. all know selling drugs is you either going to be in jail or dead, you know. Right. right. The fast way. And then the yeah. people who, who's really over the guns and the drugs is going to take it and put it back in the streets to eliminate us some more. Right. You yeah. know, but if we just take a look back at life and say, okay, uh, if I can't get high, why don't I put something that I know to use? Right. Make it a business, you know? Yes, I could, yes. Entrepreneurship, I make my own money. Like me with detail and God put me in a place to where, okay, I can't get hired. Uh, disability ain't rolling in, you know, cause I've been in a major car accident where I right. broke my neck and, you know. Right. So as I, got older to realize like, wow, okay, I can't sell drugs. I can't do the same thing I've been doing to receive something new. Right. So God placed it on my heart like, okay, you know how to do this. So why don't we start with this? Car detailing. So I started detailing. Then next thing you know, I started doing home pressure washing, you know, and leave it all in God's hands. Once you seek God, everything else will follow. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep got to keep him first, you know. Things yeah. are going things could go good for a while without him, and then he gonna just disrupt it because he wants the glory. Yes, yes. You're he preaching now, minister in training. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know how to freestyle it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. This is pretty amazing. You're right. <laughs> wow. Show them the truth. Right. Versus, and I would say expose the lies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And, and I wanted to, yeah, I really wanted to piggyback on something you said earlier about the um, use of profanity. I think for me personally, and, and again, I have this platform because I'm, I'm just pretty candid with it, right? This is, this mm. is my truth. I would not personally engage with someone who uses an abundant amount of profanity. Right from an intellectual standpoint, mm -hmm. but I am too still evolving. I am too still learning. It's just not my cup of tea, if you will, right. not my preference. Am I, um, is, is, am I unaware of that? Have I not been in that environment? No, yes, I have. <laughs> I tell people all the time, I grew up across the street from a club. So I get right. it. Oh, yeah, I have too. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the adult version of me, though, and the corporate version of me, I understand that there is a professional way to articulate yourself and to share. Right. But to your point was, that's how they grew up. That is their second language. That is their dialect based on their own experiences. And so I'm trying to, I hate it. And that's a strong word. Like, I cannot, like, it just makes me go in convulsion. Like, I hate the overuse of profanity. 
But it seems like more people are using it as a way of expression or expressing themselves, a very strong way of expressing themselves. And more and more and more, I'm seeing it. I don't know if you're on TikTok, but I'll look through TikTok and and I'll I'll like some of the posts in like two seconds into it. Someone's using a horrible (laughs) Yes. And then I'm like, oh, here we go again. Here we go again. Got a lot of that on Facebook too. Well, I was one of those who used to, you know, just Just let it rip. Past, yeah. I used to let it rip. Oh my goodness. Sometimes I look back at the things that I used to do and say now and I just feel bad. Mm. You know? Yeah, and that and that also comes with growth. And yeah, it does. Where you where you where you come from. Now you got a lot of people who don't want change. Right, true. You got you gotta want change in order to stop cursing or to stop. You know, I be, I used to smoke cigarettes, I used to drink. I used to smoke weed, sell weed right. in the club. Oh, you got the want change. And that comes from when you're seeing the same thing over and over and over and over. Like something got to get. Right. And first thing, my first source is God, Lord, help me. You know, just like how me and you talking right now. Right. God, right. Take, take, take away the cursing. Take away the urge for smoking. Take away. And then Whatever. behind that prayer, you got to put it to work. Okay. Some action. Yeah. You got to, you got to try. If you don't try, you know, God is yeah. like, okay, you just asking me in the spirit of the moment, but you really don't want it. Mm-hmm. But it's a condition he, of your heart. Don't you agree? Exactly. He searched our hearts and minds. Yeah. And, he, yeah. and, he, and if he see and actually feel that you want this thing to go away, that you want to excuse yeah. yourself from this addiction, mm-hmm. then, hey, he did right. it for me. He did it for me. So you're a testimony, right? Yes, yes. Wow, yes. wow. So, yeah. please allow me to, uh, you know, at the opening of my interviews, I typically roll out the red carpet for my special guests. So, allow me an opportunity to properly roll out the red carpet by sharing the bio of your book. And we're almost at the halfway mark. So, we may have to pause and then jump back in, but I am going to set it up right now, right? And then you're going to come back. So who is Jeff King Jr.? And what is this book about? The ghetto has eyes too. Savannah, Jeff King Jr. is the author of The Ghetto Has Eyes Too. Believe it or not, God has eyes on us all, even the ghetto. Before we were created, God was already preparing to cover, provide, and love us. We all have a great good that God can utilize in our lives, no matter where we come from or who we are. Your status on the earth does not disqualify you from being watched by God. He is all-knowing and all-seeing. This book, The Ghetto Has Eyes Too, was inspired by true events that Jeff witnessed or experienced throughout his last 30 years of life. He was led not only to share his experiences and the wisdom he obtained from God through them, but he was also inspired to share powerful point of views from friends who are now deceased. Jeff learned wisdom along the way. This book is the epitome of his heart 
excuse me, his heart and how God not only had his eyes on him, but how he never took them off of him. He was born and raised in the church, but was in the streets before he found Christ. He was living the street very heavily until he almost lost his life in a car accident. He broke his neck and the doctors were not expecting him to live. Everything, and watch this, everything burned up in his truck except the oh, Bible, God. the Amen. word of God. He, God, would not allow Jeff to prosper in his, Jeff's old ways. And God began to strip Jeff of everything to include people, places, and things. Jeff grew closer to God and God became closer to him. Jeff began to open his eyes to many things that he was once blind to. In this book, Jeff is very transparent and he discussed what most people fear talking about. He opened up about many things that others need to hear, but nobody, and I love this part, is courageous enough to say, I'm gonna repeat that. Jeff opens up about many things others need to hear, but nobody is courageous enough to say. Life gets real. At most times, this part of our lives is swept under because we fear sharing our falls, our failures, our mistakes, and our struggles. Jeff was called to reach the people that many people have forgotten about. The unlearned, the lost, the streets, the ghetto. We all have different battles, but we are all still being watched by one God. I wanna repeat that, that is so powerful. We all have different battles, but we are all still being watched by one God. This book enlightens its readers on the importance of recognizing their battles as stepping stones to go higher, not to break down. It gives each reader hope for their future, their purpose here on earth, and their personal assignments to help others as they overcome. Jesus suffered, but he also arose with all power in his hands. This book reminds everyone that we are all winners and that God has his eyes on us all to make sure that we defeat our past, hardships, struggle, and win. Oh my goodness gracious, The Ghetto Has Eyes Too by Jeff King Jr. Wowzer, man, that's pretty fabulous. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. How does that feel to hear someone read now your bio, your book? Right. Man, it makes me feel wonderful. Does it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And it gives God glory. It edifies people. Right. And, and it gives God glory. That's pretty phenomenal. That's something to be proud of. That's something. Sir, I hope you have sent an autograph copy back to Miss Blackshear. Yeah, I'm going to try to find them. I know one time I seen her in, like I seen her in Bluffton at Staples one day. Right. She was proud. She, you know, she don't ask what you're doing with yourself and all. Yes, oh, yes. 
business. This was before I, you know, wrote the book and things. Right, right. Yeah, it was so great to see her. Like, she's still the same. Like, she's straight down to earth and loving, loving lady. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty fabulous. Man, yes, I, I still sure do have one on the side for her. As soon as I see her or anyone, you know, alarm her that I'm looking for her, yes. I got wow, one that's, on the side yeah. on her. <laughs> so it sounds like your book or the events that occurred before, doing, after the accident inspired you to write this book. Would that be accurate? Yes, uh, after the accident, like I say, the accident took place in 2011. So okay. after I got out of the accident, I still was, you know, being a hard head. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. But God also allows you to know that nobody is invincible. Like, just because you got in a car accident and he spared your life. And some, I'm tell you, like, some cats, like, when they, after they get shot, they just, they pray God the pain go away. Then they write back into it and they feel mm -hmm. invincible. But God saved us all for a reason. Don't look at it as you're untouchable or you can't die because everybody wow. is going to die. You know, look at it as a blessing. Like, wow, God saved me. You know, we all have purpose. That's the reason why he saved us, you know, yeah. to reach out to the other, you know, people where you come from. Yeah. And letting well, him know. Yeah, he must have, know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just thinking out loud as, you, as I'm listening to you that he must have seriously pierced your heart in that moment you know you were talking about God's timing being so precise like it is so perfect now he's not going to come one second earlier or one second late like he is right. an on-time God I don't care how much we plead and beg right. for God to move he is all-powerful and all-knowing and so but it must have been an opportune time for you that God knew that this is the time that he, he was, you know, convict you enough to say, okay, this is it. He's ready now. My yeah. son is ready now. Right. He kept whipping me and whipping me because I've been trying to go back. Right. He kept whipping me, Sean. And that's when a lot of my peers that I grew up with just started dying. You know, like a close friend got killed and mm -hmm. my uncle got killed. You know, we used to look up to him. Right. And I was like, you know, you could be next because you still want to do what you want to do instead of what God wants you to do. He saved you one time. He, he going to get tired of you and just let you die in sin next time. So, yeah, I got a little shook up. Right. After, right. Those, few, after those few funerals I went to, I said, OK, I know better now. Yeah. And he's showing me it don't get no clearer than this. now. What are we going to do? So, so Jeff, what do you say? What do you say to particularly our men who, you know, they haven't surrendered yet. They know people have died on their left and their right yet. And particularly to young men that are out there, I'm thinking specifically in our communities, those that are listening uh, to this broadcast or the rebroadcast, what do you say to them? That guy might be right there where you are now. They, first of all, you were talking about how much Ms. Blackshear inspired you even to this day. You have now picked in my, from my perspective, you have picked up that baton and right. now you're paying it forward. So in the spirit of paying it forward, what do you say to 
the former Jeff, whose heart may have been hardened or head was just hard. Right. What do you say to that, that guy that's out there right now? How do you minister mm. to them? Ooh, I was, oh my goodness. And it has a lot to do with hurt. Mm-hmm. As hurt, the things that we don't speak on and that we bury, like yeah. we feel as though everybody is the same, but everybody is not the same. You got a lot of people out here who may have went through the same thing you went through, mm-hmm. you know, but got to find that proper guidance. This trouble is easy to get into, just like it's easy to kill yourself. It's easy to kill someone. A baby can pick up a gun and just pull the trigger. It's very easy. But why chase the thing that's so easy? Oh, that's powerful. You know, why can't we work for something to see something? You know, that's like planting a seed. You keep watering it, you watering it, you you working it, you working it. And eventually something going to pop up out that ground. Right, right. Something's going to grow. Yeah. Because you're going at it. And it's positive, mm-hmm. you know, just like it's easy to go rob a store, but the setup. There's a consequence. The setup, exactly. There's consequences behind every action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the setup is for you to get locked up or get killed. That just right. Right. minus another black soul that's a lot of people figure we in the way. What do you mean? Prison's making a whole lot of money. So if a black man can hold up a liquor store, get into gangs, which is gangs is formed to basically kill each other. Yeah. Back then it was a form of protection, but these days and time, what are we being protected from? Right. Sometimes right. we could we could be our own enemy. Mm-hmm. You know? And just like in the book, I got I got basically those same things in there, like. The people that I grew up with, we all been cool. And next thing you know, we became enemies. Yeah. For no reason. Why is that? Mm-hmm. You know? Now I say follow your goals, follow your dreams. If you got kids out here, see, I, I have four children. You do not. You do. Two girls, two boys. Yes, ma'am. And you know, you want to raise a family. A family is a beautiful thing. It is. And a lot of people... You know, a lot of young blacks are dying before they even experience that blessing. Mm-hmm. Man, what is a is a wonderful thing? Yeah, to have a smile on your face than to be sad. Yeah, yeah. To be mad and to be sad, you know. Angry. But the, what about angry? But exactly, angry. I could tell you a lot about anger. Yeah. You really can't see no future with being angry. Because you you focusing on, okay, this person did this to me. I'm going to get them back. Yeah, yeah. That's the you mindset. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Wow. Sound like you had an epiphany moment, but you surrendered. And I'm, I think we're all so much better because you did. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, Savannah. I want to remind you, you're listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia. I'm on today with the author of The Ghetto Has Eyes to Jeffrey King Jr. We'll be right back with you. I want to get back to kissing the cheeks of my grandbabies, making Sunday dinner with a house full of family and lots of laughs. <laughs> COVID-19 has changed how we live and how we feel. But now there are vaccines. 
and they are the very first step that let us get back to what we miss most. It's okay to have questions. Is it safe? Should I wait? Now, get the facts. Visit GetVaccineAnswers.org so you can make an informed decision when vaccines are available to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Do you own a small business? Do you want to get your message out to a dedicated, loyal, and active audience? Then make WRUU part of your company's marketing strategy. Our listeners aren't just passively listening to us in the background. When your company underwrites with WRUU, you're getting their attention. And you're also supporting Savannah's only community radio station. It's an act of both self-interest and community spirit. Connect your brand with WRUU's passion, spunk, and hyper-local focus by choosing an underwriting package that fits your company's budget. Email underwriting at wruu.org for more information. Thank you. And we are back. You're listening to another episode of Courageous Conversations with Sheree. I'm your girl, Sheree Darian. I'm on today with Mr. Jeff King Jr. Jeff, you're still on the line with me? Yes, ma'am. Awesome. You're doing fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing with me and Savannah today. What an amazing, incredible story. We are so delighted to have this opportunity to talk about your book, The Ghetto Has Eyes Too. Where did you come up with the name? I'm curious. The name stuck with me in 2016, I believe. I was watching Good Times. And JJ <laughs> been like, yeah, in the ghetto. And I've been like, you know what? And this, during the episode, the guy was writing a thesis, a thesis. I think she came, he came to see Thelma. Yeah, uh-huh. he was in college, you know. And I've been like, and, and the title of his thesis was uh, something about the ghetto, something about the ghetto. Yeah. So in my time and my situation and things, I've been like, but God watches us all. But I didn't want it to just be a plain title, like God watches us all. It, it, it yeah, ain't yeah. as catching, you know, so I started right. comparing, so right, I started comparing the two, yeah, yeah. so I've been like, the ghetto have eyes. No, I'm gonna make it to where he see everybody, the mm. rich and the poor, the ghetto yeah, and yeah. the yes, bougie, yes, you yes. know? <laughs> yeah, that what yeah. came up to be, the ghetto have eyes too. And on the cover is actually showing God looking down he coming from the city and he actually looking down on the ghetto as well. Wow. Mm-hmm. And I actually have I, wow. I actually have a few on hand too. Yeah, I gotta get my autograph coffee. I already put a plug in for that. <laughs> so oh hold it up for us so I can yeah. see. Savannah, you guys can't see, but I can see. We're actually on Zoom today. That's pretty amazing. Uh, awesome. Awesome. Wow. So who who are you referring to? Well, people like me and where I come from. And it also got some things in there for our black females as well. Things that, you know, I got it from different life experiences. So, you know, females that scared to talk about, you know, being raped and molested, you know, girls that's being led to trafficking. And, you know, I got a lot of those kind of things in there touch bases on many different points that goes on in the ghetto. Drug use, abuse, but people that actually came from that and turned their life right. into something positive. Right, you know? right. 
like in, now jeff uh, uh, forgive my ignorance hmm? but i've heard you refer to where you come from as the ghetto mm -hmm. do you consider jasper county the ghetto well a lot of people ain't know it's not just jasper county i've been going to savannah savannah greenville spartanburg you know Mm -hmm. I used, you know, I, I was on the road type guy. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I, listen, so I got I it. Saw, I'm, I'm I a saw quick a lot. I get it. <laughs> so a lot of things I saw, I, I didn't tell. I couldn't tell. You couldn't tell. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, coming across different females and what they were doing. And, you know, I was always that guy like, why are you doing this? Or, What's you going know? on? You know, yeah. and they will open up and I'm like, wow. Is you serious? <laughs> I say, wow, man. And and some of them got four, five, six, seven, eight kids that they got to take care of. So they become a scripper or whatever because income ain't coming in like how they want it. Or they got the like I done met some females that, that are more boss, like they handling business. Yeah. Yeah, and it's that, and it's that past that makes them so motivational today that you will never know what they've done or what they had to go through until they tell you. Right, if they open up, yeah, if, if they, they find you worthy up. enough to share it, yeah, exactly. It sounds like survival mode, right? Uh, I hear also the struggle is real. Yeah, it's real. It's real, real. Like we say it's that true. cliche. But right. when you have multiple mouths to feed, when you're trying to keep a roof over your head and food and utilities and and still not just survive, I think that's, right. that's just downplaying it. You don't know who just wants to survive, who just wants <laughs> to get up every day like we live right. in a third world country in a exactly. neighborhood ever. I mean, um, nation ever. Who wants to do that? I, exactly. I don't know anybody personally that wants to do that. They want to go on vacation. They want right. to, it may be getting some weave or getting some lashes. I mean, whatever right. that thing is, I'm just saying, it might be a nice car, it might be a nice home. People look at these things as if it's elaborate. Sometimes it's not. It's just what they say, living your best life. Like, living what's your best wrong? Life. Particularly because we're we're people of faith, particularly as God's children, children, that is our birthright. Why should we be living lack and poverty right. when he says abundance uh, is our birthright? Right. You know, I think it starts here though. I think it's mindset first. Exactly. And then you gotta align your ways to his ways in order to prosper. Exactly. And that's why I'm basically trying to, with this book, the change mindsets that we can be rich. We, we can have abundance, you know, yeah. but we, we got to do it not the same way how we've been doing it. Yeah. You know, we got to change the mind just because, you know, I growed up around it. That don't have to be me. Right. You right. know, I could leave, you know, I can talk to them from a distance or whatever. I don't necessarily have to cut them off because I'm trying to do better. But right. To get my focus, yeah, I'm gonna have to leave you alone for a while. Yeah, yeah. So I could get myself right, you know. Yeah. Get yeah. right with the Lord. Right. You know. Yeah. And I could have that abundance right. instead of have to looking over my shoulder mm -hmm. because I done robbed somebody. Uh, you know, I'm I'm in the club and you know 
that mind flips when you when 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 you high or when you drunk. You know, you do things that you wouldn't normally do if you were sober. Right, right, right. You know. Yeah, or uh, yeah, I love the the point of looking over your shoulders or you know being concerned about someone retaliating. Right. right. Yeah, that's nowhere to live either. As much right. as the struggle is, it's that's no exactly. way to live your life. Wow. You could be with your kids and then somebody could just open fire. Yeah, devastation. Yeah. Yes. Tragedy. And on the news, you head on on the news, you know, people shooting up people's houses. You never know who in that house. Right. Yeah, yeah. And we've yeah. seen an increase in crime in Jasper and obviously Savannah as well. Do yes. you have hope? I'm curious. I mean, you. Yes, I got hope. You do. For I the next hope. generation, for this generation, you said you have four children. Do you yes. have hope? What does that hope look like? Sometimes it's scary because you know I got two boys out of those four. Right. Two girls, two boys, and how I bring them up, you know, yeah, it's so cool. To, it's cool to play video games and this, that, and the third, but I want to teach them about the skin that they're in. Oh, that's important to you. Yes. That you have to carry yourself a different way because we already labeled. Let's, let's tell the truth. Right. We already labeled. We got what? They say two strikes, but we got three. When you're yeah. in the car and fidgeting, you could be shot. Right, right. right. You know, from the police, from, from you know, the help. Mm-hmm. And it's what we see every day. So ain't nothing to deny. But I also let them know, like a guy, I tell you no lie. My wife, she videoed me yesterday. A guy was stealing out of Walmart. He was black. Uh-huh. And I guess he thought he was getting away. So they wait good till he got to his car. And then the police just throw the lights on. Yeah. And you know. We teach them from events like that. Like, you see that? You see what happens when you steal? Now he's on the walk of shame. They they, they walking him back to Walmart to put those things back because he didn't pay for it. That's called stealing. Right, right. You got consequences after your actions. So little events and stuff like that, like, they'll ask questions, and I'm going to let them know straight. Yeah. Like, this is what's happening when you do this. Right, right. You know? And when we pass by the jailhouse, well, who all in the jail? I let them know who all go to jail. <laughs> right, right. No, it's real. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Let yeah. them know. Yeah. And it's so much uh, better when we teach them versus allowing the streets to teach them. Right. Or, so when they know, go out there, they'll know better. It's so much different now, too, because there's so much information at their fingertips with right. social media. Exactly. Um, TV, you know, anything. We were talking about lyrics and music earlier. It's, mm-hmm. it's in your face. It is, you can't miss it. It's advertised now, everywhere. Now I'm going to say, you're going to have, like, I was curious when I was young. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, our parents, you know, they instilled in us the, the good and the bad, but sometimes, you know, it happens. Kids are going to try something. Absolutely, <laughs> but it's better to teach them before they do it, so they'll have that 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 conscience on them. You know, like my mom and my dad told me this, and looking here, I go, you know, uh-huh. that's what I had growing up. Like they always, constantly, no matter what I've done, I used to get into a lot of trouble. Oh, but you said you had a foundation. You said you were raised in a church, so yeah, that's what I'm the, getting at. Yeah, um, 
You could be raised in the church, mm-hmm. you know, coming up, but you can also go astray. Yeah. But you always gonna remember that first lesson that's, that's gonna right. bring you back. Thank God. You know, train, right. Thank train, God. Train them up in the way that they should go. That's it. Right. And then when and when yeah. they stray, they'll come back. Yeah, because I know I went astray, and, and, and he had a way of bringing me right on back. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> it's that shepherd's rod, right? Yeah. yeah, and that's just like a lot of people he used in the Bible. Like, like people think that church people are perfect. They're not. not everyone, everyone God used in the Bible that had a fault, you know? Yeah. Moses killed, you know, Noah drank, you know, he used the Paul. Saul turned into Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody was scared of Paul. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now look, shoot, Paul let them know. Yeah. You know the spirit by the spirit. Right, right. Test them. They try and and, that, and 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 reading those scriptures will allow your heart to know, like, wow, he could use me for yeah. a greater good. That's just like in the hood. Yeah. He can use anybody. He can use the drunk man on the street. You never know who he's going to send to test your heart. Right. To see where you at before he bless you. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's interesting times that we're living in now, Jeff, if we wrap up, go down to the last 10 minutes of the show. I think it's definitely interesting times today. I think people are less tolerant, for lack of a better word, of the church of anything spiritual, if anything religious, they're more focused on and comfortable with the use of the word spiritual. And right. that can that can have multiple definitions to it. But, yeah. when, but when it comes to the church, a lot of people frown upon the thought of church or if you raise the Bible and scripture, again, a tolerance level has, particularly since COVID, you would think that it would go in the opposite direction, but it yeah. has declined tremendously. And, you know, but I love the fact that I think this new age that we're in, this 2021 church is really the called out ones. It's Ecclesia. It is you and me. It is not a building. Exactly. Church is us. We're ministers. That's what I'm about. Having a relationship with him. Once you got a relationship with God, you know, it's different. Yeah. Instead of just going to church and some people don't have no relationship. Right. And the ones that don't have no relationship, those are the ones that keep the people from coming to church. Yeah. Because it's flesh. Yeah. But if you of the spirit, you will see these things. You will know who is who. Mm -hmm. You will know who's talking to you. You will know what voice is right and what voice is wrong by having a relationship with God. It is so important. I don't understand how... The ways of a transgressor is hard, right? So a person without a relationship with God, it's hard enough for us. Right. That those of us that have a relationship, it doesn't mean having a relationship or your troubles go away. No. no please don't un- misunderstand what we're saying. Oh, you still no. got to deal with life, real still life. Still got to go through some things. You still And the things to- that we go through is to better us. Make us grow. Yep. Exactly. And, and that goes back to mindset again. It's a perception. It's exactly. perspective. How do you perceive your own experiences? I think that's so important. Uh, this has been a fabulous conversation. Our hour has yes. gone by. We're yes. not done yet. But before we get to the end of the show, I definitely want you to share where they can get copies of your books and how they can contact you if they'd like to 
um, to reach you directly? Okay, you can reach my book is on Amazon. You could type in Jeffrey King slash the ghetto have eyes to Jeffrey J E F F R E Y King K I N G on Amazon. The ghetto have eyes to you can also reach me on Facebook, Instagram is Jeff King Jr. and my email is Jeff King the author at gmail.com. I'm also working on another website, which is under construction right now, but that's how you can reach me. That's that's, that's pretty cool. Any any questions or any, yes, I'm always open. So will there be more books to come? That's always, that's always the question. I'm working (laughs) on, um, you know, like the book, it's not like a book it's like a motive a everyday motivation or something like the daily bread yeah. yeah i'm actually putting one of those together after i work on the sequel of the ghetto web eyes too got which it is, which is on the move right now awesome so what type of feedback have you been receiving uh, since oh, the- I've, I've been getting life-changing responses i'm like wow like yeah. this is this is what the Lord wants, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of you know hearing cliche, uh, you know, things of a lot of stuff have getting old. It's, we living in a new world. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, you know, times have changed, so yeah, you 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 got to switch it up if you want to gain relevant. You know, stay relevant. And, and Jeremiah he said, "Through loving kindness have I drawn." You can draw people with arrogance or you think you know it all or you too good. You know, you, you can't draw people like that. Right. Because that, that was going to shun them away. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I, I'd rather go to the club and party. Yeah. I'd rather have me a few drinks than to have this mess here. You know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, that, and, and I was like that. Like, yeah. you, how you going to tell me to do something, but behind yeah. closed doors, you doing something else. Mm-hmm. You caught. Yeah. So it's yeah. all about being real, man. Being transparent, you know. Everybody's different. Yeah. No, that's that's good. So, who? What is the audience that you are trying to reach specifically? Is it broad or is it really kind of laser focused? Yeah. In this book, it kind of has it way of reaching everybody. You know, I even got in there where you know. Well, a couple, they live in the life like outside people would think that they don't have no problems and the son go to the best school, but the son really don't want to go to that school because how he's being treated, mm-hmm. you know, and he'd rather come to the hood where he's being treated lavishly. Yeah. But this guy has everything, every game system. They drive nice cars and things and these are the things that go on today. So yeah. A lot of people go to the hood, but they was born with a silver spoon in their mouth. Wow. It's, it's, it's real. And, and mainstream media isn't reporting that, are they? Nope. They sure not. Mm. But I report it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Sounds like you got it. What is, what is your advice for those who wants to maybe pursue becoming an author, writing their first a book? Or I love something you said earlier following their dream. It sounds like you're an advocate of having goals and having a strategy to actually attain them. Just like 
just like when I said um, I was reading the Do You by Russell Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Actually, ain't nothing to it but to do it. Then to grow <laughs> years old, like, I always tell my wife this, like, I was so of a hothead that I was good in basketball. I was good in football. But my attitude kept me, you know, that pride. It kept yeah. me like, I don't need this. I ain't. But now that I'm grown, I wish I could have go back and humble myself to where I would have something to show to my kids that I really was a good basketball player. I really was a good football player. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's, that's the thing about growing older and wisdom. Yes. Like, man, yes. Look at that rascal. You could have been doing this now. Look. Yeah. But so you are doing would, something now that you have right. done left. I think yes, it's a ma'am. part of your legacy for them. Yeah. So, you so have, I would tell your children. Are they um interested in writing? What what are their interests? Because you know, sometimes we try to force our ideas right. on our children, but what are yeah. they tell us and about? Kinda, and I kind of let them. I kind of let them, you know, express themselves. My older, my oldest daughter, she want to be a doctor. Okay. I say, I say, go girl. You can do it. I always motivate them. Don't, don't look out. Don't look at how things look now. You know, keep going forward. Keep God first and, and it'll fall right to you. But you got to put in the work. Yeah. Like my son, he's a superhero right now. So. <laughs> let him be a superhero. Yeah, right? let him. Right. How old is he? He's seven. Then seven. my youngest, my youngest son is two. Okay. My oldest daughter is twelve, and my middle daughter is nine. Oh, you're about to have a teenager. Yes, it's, it's kind of scares me. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is this is what I love for the guys that came from the street, and then when they get their own children, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's different. Looking at it totally different. Yes. When it's, when it's somebody else's daughter, y'all not thinking like that. Uh-huh. Most, most, guys, <laughs> most guys don't think like that until it's their kid, their right. daughter, their sister, their uh, mother. You yeah. got to think back. Hold on. I was this age once upon a time. <laughs> wow. Oh, you've, yeah. done, you've done a fabulous job. I'm so excited that I had this opportunity to speak with you. What are some last words you like to leave with Savannah and those listening to us around the world. One thing I want to leave with you, you will never go wrong with having God first. Mm. Get a relationship with him. Tell him about your problem. Tell him about your shortcomings. Tell him what you need help with. Oh my God. What a wonderful thing. Because if I haven't done it, I wouldn't know where I would be. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We all make mistakes, but hey, it's all forgiven. Yeah, yeah, just like be that. Be you, be you. Don't be nobody else. Just be you. Because we all, was, if God would have made us all the same, this world would have been born. It would. So I don't know why. I don't know why everybody trying to be like everybody else. It just don't make no sense to me. Be you. Mm-hmm. Do you, Do boo. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love. You know, it's so interesting. That's it. I think most of humanity is so busy, even the entrepreneurs, and I love being an entrepreneur as well. We get so busy doing that we don't do a good job being. Right. And that takes rest. I remember when I first stopped working and started transitioning into this space, 
the first thing God told me to do was rest. And I was about to lose my mind. It's like, oh, there yeah. is no time to rest. You got to have that rest. You got to stop. Please but I think good. so many people are, are after money. Right. They don't, there's it not a good balance. Crazy. It yes. will drive you crazy. It will. Man, I can get to the point to where I say, all right, Lord, you said you uh -huh. will provide. You yes. said you will provide. So if I'm here worrying about the money, but Come sometimes on. flesh is going to worry. I ain't going to sit here and say that you ain't going to worry because we're human. Right. But we also have to be reminded of that word. Yeah, he will provide. He will provide. He will. He will. I love yeah. that. He has provided this opportunity um, yeah. and he continues to provide amazing guests just like yourself. I am so so proud of you. I cannot wait to get my hands on a copy of The Ghetto Has Eyes to my, excuse me, autograph copy yes. <laughs> of the book. And um, yep, my cars need to be cleaned as well. A plug oh, yeah. For some Just business. Let know. <laughs> I'm letting you know they're dirty right oh, yeah. now. <laughs> so just dm me when you're done we'll get it scheduled so you can get them clean um yes, i'm so proud of you thank you so much for this opportunity and thanks for being thank on you conversation. blessings blessings and savannah that's another episode of courageous conversations with sheree i'm your girl sheree darian and viewpoints expressed in the preceding program are not necessarily those of wruu its staff or its license holder and until next week savannah take care